What's up? It's another week of the Triple Option. I'm Blair Gunther. I'm Mike Monday. And Kurt Studebaker. And this week we're talking about our top quarterbacks. Yeah. I think after the Super Bowl ends, even though it's kind of a turkey shoot, you got to re-rank your quarterbacks. Oh yeah, you have to. Do your rankings change at all after the game? They do, actually. I barely had Joe Flacco in my top ten, but now that he's got a ring, he is actually fifth on my list. How about you, Blair? Do you have him anywhere different than you did before? I mean, he moved up. He won a ring. I have him at sixth. I was probably in the same boat as you. Not really top ten, though I don't think that's really saying a lot. I think the talent level really drops off. But I still don't like him for what it's worth. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he moves up a whole lot. I mean, he, he played fairly well, but like we talked about before, it was one game. That's true. That's true. I think the playoff run in general really helps him for me. Yeah, it was an impressive run. I'm just looking towards this season when he's going to be the man as opposed to on the team. That's true. I mean, his contract is going to drastically alter the Ravens as we know them. Yep, that's definitely true. We'll see if that affects his play at all. Well, we've talked about Flacco. Let's go ahead and go down our list. I think that we all are pretty much agreed on the top two quarterbacks in the league, Rodgers and then Brady. Anyone disagree with that? No. After that, Kurt, who do you have next after Rodgers Brady? I have Peyton Manning, but I think it's very, very close with, with Breeze, who I have fourth. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't argue with anyone putting Breeze ahead of Peyton Manning. I, I have Breeze ahead of Manning. I have Breeze three, Peyton Manning four. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with you there. I think Breeze is more reliable in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He, well, does, he does have to sling it everywhere because his defense is bad. And Saying someone is more reliable than Peyton Manning in the playoffs isn't exactly a compliment. I, I'm more reliable than Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Like, let's be real here. <laughs> <laughs> Blair, where do you have at three? I also have Peyton Manning. This, you know, the, I think the big question you run into with this list is what are you ranking? Because if it's winning, the rings you know, are a big part, but going forward is difficult. I mean, obviously, I don't think you take Peyton Manning much for more for like the next two or three seasons. So, yeah. But he, I mean, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game. If you ask me, out of my top ten, do I want him running my playoff team, he comes in at like my seventh choice, but he's still a really great quarterback. When I was making my list, my thought was kind of a combination of the past year's performance along with a little bit of a legacy. I mean, that's why Brady is so high up there still. And then I considered a little bit who I would want moving forward. Not too much, or else I'd have some rookies much higher. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. So we've got our three and four, Blair. We're Breeze and Manning. Who's your four? My fourth quarterback is Big Ben Roethlisberger, and my reasoning for it is... Flawed. Yes, it is very flawed. He, in my opinion, again, when you get down to the bottom of this top ten, you could argue that they have less talent, but Big Ben, out of the top seven or eight, which I think are probably in agreement, everyone has the same seven or eight in there. Right around there, yeah. Yeah. He has the least amount of talent, and he does the most with it. He has two rings, he's been to three Super Bowls, those teams that he went to the Super Bowl with were not low on talent. The first one for sure wasn't because he didn't he didn't do a whole lot to win that first ring. No. But he's still a really good quarterback, and his offensive line has been just bad. That's true, but to say he hasn't had just hasn't had talent around him, I think is not quite right. I mean, even up until last year was was a bad year for for the Steelers. But I think up until like two thousand eleven. They still had Mike Wallace and some of those other guys, right? Yeah. I mean, they did, but his they haven't had a solid running back pretty much since Bettis took off. Yeah. 
Mendenhall's account. Just, he's barely. He's not even when he's healthy. He hasn't been very good. He came in pretty highly touted, but yeah, wasn't. He I mean, the defense. The defense has always been solid, but the past few years it's really dropped off. It's it's old. Okay, I don't agree with you there, as far as Ben being that high. But you make some decent points for him, so I'm not going to get on you too much about it. Someone tell me that Big Ben is is the fourth best quarterback. It would take me a second. To disagree because I could I could see him being fourth. But the issue is is that who you have behind him then, right? Who because of how strong the quarterbacks are in this league, people that you have behind him, then as a result, I, I that's that's where I have a, a problem with it. So yeah, who is your fifth best quarterback behind Ben Roethlisberger? Drew Brees. Really? I mean, he's a Purdue guy, and don't get me wrong, he's one of the most accurate passers to play the game, but his numbers are inflated. Mm -hmm. They play in a pass-hoppy offense with no defense, so they have to throw the ball. Kurt said that before he's more reliable in the playoffs, but Drew Brees very realistically could go out and play Tampa and throw four interceptions, and you guys are going to lose. That's true. Because that's one of my biggest problems I have. I mean, we'll talk about Eli's down on the list, and my big issue with Flacco, too, is inconsistency. Breeze, for the, the star quarterback that everyone considers him, is the most inconsistent out of all of them, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, it's got to be close between him and Eli. Yeah. As, as far as people in our top eight, I mean, we all we have some people further down on the list that are inconsistent more than they are. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so you have Breeze at five. I have Flacco at five. I moved him up quite a bit. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I think that he's ready to take that step and be top five guy in the league. I hate to say that. I don't like Flacco that much. He looks like a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the unibrow. He looks like Bert. Yeah. Like from Bert and Ernie. Okay. <laughs> um, deal with it. I said it. But I think he's ready to take the step. To be, a, to be a top five quarterback. I don't believe it. And maybe maybe I'm a little tainted by the fact that I, we, I think everyone went through the same process with Eli because mm. he, he was not really doing anything. He had that ridiculous run against the Patriots, and you're like, all right, he's arrived. Yeah, yeah and it's funny that you mentioned that because we all have him fairly low on our list, but if we had done this exact same thing last year, where would Eli be, right? Probably the same place where Flacco is. Yeah, right. I mean, he'd be a top, top five, five for all top six for sure. He had so, a really awful year last year. So it's worth noting that I think we've, we've all put a lot of, I think, more stock than we probably should have maybe in, in this, this past year's season. I think the reason that we can do that is because Flacco is still growing his quarterback. Eli is kind of where he's going to be. That's probably a decent point, yeah. So, I mean, we know that occasionally we're going to get some brilliant performances out of Eli. Flacco could potentially have that level of brilliance that he had in the playoff run. I guess Eli guards me against Flacco, but we talked about it in our earlier podcast where he was tied with Mark Sanchez for most terrible QBRs in a, true. in a career or whatever. And you never want to be in the same sentence with Sanchez. No, no you don't. Okay, so who, Mike, Mike, who did you have as, you already said you had Flacco fifth, so who, who's number six for you? I go Matt Ryan, and I don't know if that's a super biased pick or not, but I think that Matt Ryan, in terms of his abilities as a quarterback is among the best in the league. He hasn't won. Any, he hasn't won anything yet, so you can't put him above some of those other guys with rings. Although I have him right, right above a couple guys with rings. I think that his ability. He has obviously great, great people to throw to. His offensive line is good, but I think that he's got the right skills and is, has the talent of an elite quarterback. He just doesn't have the pedigree yet. No, I, I'm okay with it. Obviously, I mean that's why I have him at six as well, mainly because of the upside. I mean. The guy has the great offense, he's got the great coaching, great front office, 
mean, he's got all, he's got everything he needs to make a good run. So hopefully he he starts riding the ship when he's in the playoffs. I mean, we don't need another Peyton Manning in this league. Please no. The same reasons you guys picked him are the reasons I didn't pick him. I have Flacco at six. Ryan is on my top ten. I mean, no disrespect, but he has some of the best talent in the NFL. Can't get it done. And he's still a younger guy, so I'm not saying he is the next Peyton Manning, but... It's, it's still creepy how similar their careers are at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could be a whole separate podcast and stuff similar to yeah. the mid-2000 Colts are to the current Falcons team. Yeah. But we'll skip that for now. So you have Flacco at six, I assume. I have Flacco at six. Do you have anything to add to what we said about Flacco already? I tried not to overreact to this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I still don't like him, but you got to give him his props. He did win. Again, I'm really looking forward. I wouldn't be surprised if this time next year Flacco drops like Eli does because he has a bad season. I'm looking at list right now. It seems like he had a lot of stock in rings, which is fine. I have no problem with that. I mean, again, I think that you can't dispute. Pretty, I think everybody's top eight is the same group, not necessarily the same order. Yeah. And they're all obviously talented, but the bottom line in, is rings. True. That's definitely one argument, but I, I, just, I don't... I think besides the Big Ben, how you got him, the only other thing that I really don't like about your list is having Eli ahead of Matt Ryan. I mean, I, yeah. think, I think Ryan has always been a pretty consistent player. He's never going to cost you a game. No, very rarely. And he can win you games. It's yeah. not like it's Kyle Orton or... We go back to Kyle Orton a lot here, too. But he's, you know, we're talking about game managers. Orton was one of those when he was in Chicago. And I think that Matt Ryan is much more than that. Again, I, I tried not to overreact to one season. He's been, he's been good for about three years now, though. No, I meant I'm in regards to Eli. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so we'll, we'll move on. We've got our sixes. Let's go to seven. At seven, I have Big Ben. I think, for a lot of the reasons that Blair said, he's, he does have rings. He has been good, very good. He's been a top. He was a top three quarterback at one point. Yeah, and he's kind of fallen off a little bit as his team has gotten older and they've had to replace parts. I, but he's still. I don't think he's going to win another Super Bowl. But I think that he could make a run in the playoffs if the Steelers get things turned around a little bit. Yeah, right. I mean, they're they're one of those teams that if they just getting into as a wild card, they're going to immediately be a threat. Right, because his, his record on the road in the playoffs is is one of the best. Not as good as Flacco's. Not as good as Flacco's. And yet somebody here has Big Ben ahead of Flacco. Weird. Big Ben was my seven. Who do you have at seven, Kurt? I have Eli. And now that we've been talking about this a little more, I think I would actually consider switching Eli and Matt Ryan. Really? Only because I, th- I think I put too much stock in this past season. Eli's inconsistency wasn't the only problem with that Giants team this year. And I think I, I put too much of the blame on him. I would still obviously rather have Ryan going forward. I'm a younger guy... Definitely, and he's, he's more, can we say he's the most consistent quarterback in the league? Ryan? Yeah, besides maybe Brady. But Brady occasionally has bad games, too, so... Matt Ryan very rarely has really bad games. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a fair statement. I'm thinking God, about it. I don't know if that's right. I can't, I, I, I would put him ahead of Brady. Brady occasionally has pretty bad games. And I can't think of a single Matt Ryan... Really, really awful game. He's had a, he had one or two this year that were pretty bad. Yeah, like multiple pick games. Yeah. Oh, the the game that they was it Arizona they beat this year. Oh yeah. And he had he threw like four picks and they still won. Right. For the sake of continuing this, we can call him the most consistent, I guess. Right. Well, so so I've got Eli seventh. I, I think maybe I would move him to sixth. 
Okay. He's he's got he's got his two rings. He does. The guy's a beast when he gets to the playoffs, but the the regular season inconsistency is something that I just I, don't, I can't get over with him because he's just so up and down all the time. He's probably the most inconsistent quarterback that we're talking about today. Of the top of the top guys. Yeah, I think so. I mean, okay. you just don't know what you're getting out of him. True. Every Sunday. Okay. What about you, Blair? I also have Eli at seven. Fair enough. I don't know. You guys kind of making me weaken my stance because I have Ryan as as eight, and it's not because I don't. I think he's supremely talented. I think he's actually, if you rank the quarterbacks in terms of actual talent, I think he's top top three, top five. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, like it, like I said at the beginning, it's a turkey shoot once you start ranking these guys because it's tough for you, whether you're going on going forward or legacy or rings. Yeah. There's a lot of variables. Very true. Okay, so you said you have Ryan at eight. Who do you have at eight, Kurt? This is where I've had Big Ben, and I know there's going to be some people out, out there that disagree with having someone of his caliber. There are people down. here that have him. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to ignore that for uh, <laughs> I have him eight. I don't, like I think you mentioned earlier, you don't, I don't think he's going to win another Super Bowl. He is the only person on that team right now. I mean, Mike Mike Wallace is, is he a free agent? Is yeah, probably, so. probably going to resign with the team though. Yeah, but I I, just, I don't see that team having like success. They got they're in a nasty nasty division. Yeah, that is oof, that's yeah. a tough one. I mean, <laughs> Cleveland, come on, <laughs> best team in the NFL, right? But the, best place to go. <laughs> the only place to go. <laughs> but it, and if he can't, if the team can't get it done right now when the AFC is down then I, I don't see, when, when we start getting a swing back towards the AFC in a couple of years, I don't see how they're going to be able to to follow the, to ride that wave and, and be one of the top teams in the AFC. There's just, there's too much other talent in this league. I, I don't see him having any, any more postseason success. I have I have Eli Manning as my eighth, and a lot of it has to do with his inconsistency. He's had two absolutely stellar playoff runs. In his career, he's been in the league since '04 or '05, I think. Something like that. And aside from two years, I mean, has he ever had a just a absolutely wonderful regular season? I don't think so. I mean, he's been sort of like the Giants' defense and everything gets them into the postseason. Then two years, he's had great runs. Have they? They haven't even made another Super Bowl besides that and lost. No. no. Have they even made the playoffs besides that, those two years? I mean, I'm sure they have, but did they even... I don't know that they've won any games in the playoffs. I mean, how, I, don't, you can, I don't think you can give a quarterback a great legacy if he's only had essentially six great games, and they happen to be playoff games. We know to say he hasn't had great regular season games, but he hasn't had sustained success at any point. Yeah, I mean, he's the kind of guy that throws for 25 to 30 touchdowns, 20 interceptions... The team barely skates in the playoffs, gets a wild card, but they're hot because they had to win the last four yeah. or five games of the regular season. I think that has a huge, huge part to play in what, um, in what the Giants do and why Eli is so highly regarded. Because on the biggest stage, he gets it done. Uh, don't get me wrong, you want a guy like that, but I don't think he's the reason that they're making the playoffs in those years either. So I mean, they've had a pretty good running game since he's been there as well, mm-hmm. worth noting. He's not asked to do as much as any of the other top guys that we have on here, except perhaps Fl- Flacco. I mean, Flacco may be the only guy that's asked to do less than, than Manning. I think that's, I think that's why... he switched this year. Yeah, this year, this, I was going to say the switch this year, I think is why he's jumped up on lists, mm-hmm. because he took more over more. Right. Okay. So we've gotten through our top eight. We've all kind of got the same guys there. 
Now we get into some slightly more interesting picks. This is where a lot of people are going to have guys like RG3, Russell Wilson. I mean, none of us do, but people will start to put those young guys in there. But I'm going at 9, I'm going with Philip Rivers, who is had a couple of down years out in San Diego, but when he was when he was on and North Turner was not actively screwing things up there, he was he was good. He was really excellent. And I think that with the new coach out there, he could get back to that. Yeah, I don't know. As someone who's got Rivers outside the top 10, I think I'm, I'm more thinking that he, that ship sailed. I don't think that he's going to have the, the success that he's had. And as long as Peyton Manning's in the division, they're not going to win the West. Uh, what do you think, Blair? Rivers is in my top 10. He's not number 9. but well, Where is he then? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't think that ship has sailed. I don't think he's... I don't. I guess if you make the case that Manning is what Manning is, or Eli, excuse me, then maybe you could say the same for Rivers. But I think he still has a chance to do something, at least work his way back up. And the caveat of the the young quarterbacks, I'm purposely did not rank them because I'd, I'd just like to see more sustained mm-hmm. success or more than one or two seasons. I think we all agree with that. Yeah, people um, are quick to jump on the young guys. But... You know, it's just I can't say the ship has sailed because I believe you know. Two or three years ago, people would have said Rivers is in maybe not the top five, but the top seven. Do you remember when he was eviscerating the Colts in the playoffs, like just ruining them? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> like that, those San Diego teams are the ones that I remember. But was it him or was it LT? Because L- LT and Sproul, it was it was a running game that tore up the Colts. It wasn't yeah. Rivers. But I mean, Rivers, Rivers had good seasons when they were doing that. They had that uh, fourteen and two season. Yeah. And they lost to New England in San Diego, I think. I think that Philip Rivers had could have had a ring if the Patriots weren't what they were. It's kind of like the well, Reggie Miller could add several right, wings of Michael was Jordan. Was it Michael Jordan? We're not going to go there right now. But that's just what I'm saying. I'm saying that Rivers was, I think, a top five guy at times, and the talent has slowly seeped out of San Diego, and he's kind of the only guy there right now. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that statement. To, to, my number nine was Cutler. It's a biased pick, but I'm going to be honest. Once you get down past, I think, the these eight, it's kind of a pick your poison. It's just what you want, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a big drop-off for sure. We all agree in some order what the top eight quarterbacks are. Right. And beyond that, it's just kind of... There, there's four or five different guys you could, you could choose yeah. from. Yeah. yeah, not counting the young guys. And they're, right. not, they're not even close to the same class. Right, yeah. Okay, so go to number nines. Number 10, I have Matt Stafford. And I have him over Cutler because I think that Stafford, essentially between Stafford and Cutler, you're picking a glass cannon or you're picking a guy who manages to screw things up nonstop. And I'd rather have Matt Stafford when he's on than Jay Cutler because Jay Cutler is never on all the time. And Stafford's scary when he's on. Yeah. That, when that team, he does have one of the best receivers in terms of talent all time. I think that Calvin Johnson is the most physically gifted receiver of all time, except this, for maybe Randy Moss. Would you say he's the LeBron James of NFL? I think you could certainly say that. I mean, the only I think feel like the only one that would challenge him for that title is AP. Yeah, maybe. That's a weird, weird comparison. Maybe just, that's another podcast for a later date. Just too. in the fact of being so physically dominant. Yeah. So, I mean, he does have that. He can pretty much just throw the ball up to, to Megatron any time and might get a catch out of it. So, you know, that is one, one thing that kind of helps him a lot. But when he, when he's throwing well, he's hard to stop. And you can't really say that for Cutler. Well, you got to give Stafford some credit, too, because he, he's got to be one of the first 
quarterbacks in Detroit to actually have any kind of sustained momentum, being able to actually play. Like no, no one's questioning him as a starting quarterback. I don't think. Right. I think he's the first guy to be there and have that kind of success in a long time. A very long time. I can't remember my life. Another Detroit. I mean, I remember the really bad ones. Dan Orlovsky, sixteen. Dan Orlovsky, sixteen. Yeah. Dan Orlovsky, I feel bad for that guy. That was those. What is his record as a starting quarterback? Awful. It's not good. Does he have win? Does he have a win? Was he the quarterback when the Colts won? He he did not win those games. I thought it was Painter. I have to look. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, we may be talking about a guy who's like zero and twenty-five. Zero and a lot. Yeah. And he, it's not all his fault. I mean, he's not a starting quarterback in this league, but he should not have zero wins in his career either. Anyways, to get back to, you know, decent quarterbacks. You had Stafford 10th. I, I, I put him 9th. But again, like, like we said, there's four or five guys that I think are essentially just 50-50 picks. You could put them 9 through 12, and no one would really disagree with where you put them. Yeah. Yeah. I think... We have, I think you could put Rivers, Stafford, Cutler, Romo, maybe. Some people might put... Schaub, maybe. Schaub. Ah, I, don't, I think he's another, another step below. Some people might like Bradford in St. Louis. Yeah. He's a pretty talented dude. Um, and St. Louis has kind of started to turn things around a little bit. I mean, obviously, Sanchez and Fitzpatrick are there. Well, yeah. Duh. Uh, Sanchez, we didn't even bother to rank him because we all know that he's just the best quarterback in the league. <laughs> Followed closely by his backup, Tim Tebow. Hey, and also yeah. followed closely by Yo Gabba Gabbert. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is the part where we get our, our weekly plug for Pete Carroll. I don't want to talk about Pete Carroll ever again on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. If anyone listens to this, I don't understand how anyone can like Pete Carroll at all. He's a great coach and he plays the game cleanly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I wish that you people could see the look on my face right now because it's not good. <laughs> well, you're not going to get your wish because we're going to keep talking about quarterbacks and you already said Russell Wilson is Drew Brees 2.0. I have said that. I mean, here's a, here's a fair assessment as Kurt being a Colts fan. The rivalry that's looking that it's brewing up between Harbaugh and Carroll between San Fran and Seattle, is that comparable to the Patriots and Colts of what? Six years ago, seven years ago. I think it's got potential to be even bigger because they're in the same division. Yeah. Uh, New England and, and Indy played every year because they both were winning the division every year, but it wasn't twice a year. I think it could be on the same level as Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Ooh, those are good games. Yeah. And the, those, the defenses are nasty in San Fran and Seattle. That, the, I think that's the kind of rivalry that San Fran and Seattle can be. Yeah, I think that's a good, good comparison, especially... As you mentioned, the defenses are both really good in Seattle and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they both have great coaches. Young, successful so far quarterbacks. Yeah. And as young as teams player, too. Well, yeah. Overall, pretty young. Yeah. Yeah, those two teams, I think we can pretty confidently say are gonna be good for a while. Yeah. You think? All right, so we kind of went about our top ten list in a really meandering way. So let's go ahead and just run down everyone's list one time. Okay. Kurt, why don't you go down your list? Okay, so we've got Rodgers first, Brady second, we've got Peyton Manning third. You know, if I could have a tie, I think I would have one here between Manning and Breeze. Okay. Fifth, Flacco. Matt Bryan sixth. Eli in seventh. Uh, Big Ben in eighth, which is probably my most controversial pick. Mm. Stafford ninth, 
in Cutlerton. All right, Blair? I got Rodgers, Brady, Peyton, Big Ben, Breeze, Flacco. I think after talking to you guys, I think I want to flip-flop Ryan and Manning here. Okay. So I think I'm going to go with Ryan at 7 and Manning at 8. And then I have Cutler and Rivers closing out my top 10. All right. I go Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees at 3, Peyton Manning at 4. Five, I have Joe Flacco, and then Matt Ryan. Big Ben is seventh, eighth is Eli. At nine, I have Philip Rivers, and ten, I have Matt Stafford. So, this podcast being the home of premature, super early picks, mm-hmm. you should pick one quarterback that you think will rise come next offseason and one you think will drop. Yo Gabba. <laughs> Not Yo Gabba. You know, I think, I don't have Jay Cutler on my list, but I think he's going to be on the list next year. I think that Tressman is going to do an excellent job with him. We, we talked about it a little bit in the coaching podcast. Uh, I think that Cutler's going to definitely make the list. I don't know if he's going to kind of surpass and get into that top eight group. Someone who's going to drop, I think, is Peyton Manning. I don't think that Peyton Manning is ever going to have a really excellent career. You always steal my points. I do, I do my best. Yeah, I don't think Peyton Manning is going to have a, a great season ever again. It's unfortunate. Uh, he had the great return this year. But the lack of playoff playoff success, I don't. He'll, they'll probably make the playoffs again next year. But if they win a game, I'll be surprised. So I think that he's going to drop a little bit, maybe behind Flacco and Ryan, just in terms of their winning and what they've done. My two, I picked two to drop. I think the Manning, I agree with. I think he could really slide. And I again, not to jump on him because he just won the Super Bowl. But I think Flacco could slide down this list because I I think that. Eli, I think, will get back on track this year. And I think Matt Ryan is probably in position to make a big leap, like four or five positions. I hope so. I, I, I mean, that's what I'm looking at. The, of course, the list is going to get shuffled as well next year because next year you're probably going to be able to look at Wilson, RG3, Kaepernick, and Dalton, mm-hmm. basically. Andrew Luck. Eh. <laughs> He's going to be mediocre. <laughs> I wish you see the look on my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Kurt, you have anyone that's going to be... Make a big jump or make a big drop? I think I, I was thinking along the same lines as Blair. I think, and, and you mentioned Peyton. That, I think that's a pretty popular pick to fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the last time we saw a quarterback get a, a monster monster contract and come back the next year and have, you know, put out the numbers to match it? Well, I mean, just players in general, not even quarterbacks. Well, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be Chris Johnson. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Tennessee. Yeah, Sorry, fantasy owners. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think I think Peyton could drop, Flacco could drop, and I, I like Eli to actually move up because mm. I think we've given him a lot of crap for the last last year to make consistency how the team's done. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And I think they could win the East next year, and I mean at least compete for me. That's a that's a toss. Yeah, you never know in that division. They, they could. I think that they will make the playoffs next year. Okay, cool. So anyone else have any thoughts on quarterbacks? Anything really burning they need to say? Who do you think, out of the ones that don't have rings, is going to be the first to get one? Or do any of them get one? I think Matt Ryan gets a ring. I feel like he's got to be the favorite. Yeah, I mean, I think he's in a league all his own when you look at the list of quarterbacks right now that don't have rings. Mm -hmm. Would have never picked Flacco over him. I know. Don't even get me started. I think that if anyone's going to win a ring before Ryan does, who doesn't have one yet, I think it's going to be one of the young guys, one of that group. Kaepernick, maybe, or Wilson. Kaepernick, yeah, those two are in good position. Um, not, I don't have the same faith in Luck or uh, RG3 because they don't have the same kind of team around them that Kaepernick and Wilson do. But I think that Ryan's got to be the favorite right now. 
Falcons are pretty loaded, and they should be getting better. They're not old yet as a team. They're kind of in, all in their prime. Okay, so... Um, tonight, um, but we've got the All-Star stuff going on this weekend. The dunk contest is tonight, the skills challenge, the three-point three point contest. contest. And there's some cool stuff. There's some guys that I really like that are in some of those contests. Paul George is one of my favorite players. He's shooting the three-point contest. Um, another pacer, Gerald Green, is in the dunk contest. Um, and he's an excellent dunker. The dunk contest, obviously, is kind of the highlight of the of the challenges. I don't get into it, like, to that step. Like, I'll watch it, and I want to sure. see really cool dunks, but I don't do that. The th- I mean, I don't pick the anything for that. Okay. I'm going to pick Terrence Ross as my, my winner, and I'm going to be right. Because the kid, he's from Toronto, and has had some absolutely nasty dunks this year. Wait, did you just suggest there's good basketball in Toronto? Oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to think about it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a Bulls fan, but I have the same sentiments that Mike does. I think Paul George is just a ridiculous player. I think mm-hmm. he's fun to watch for anyone. It's just my opinion. I would prefer to see him in the dunk contest as opposed to the three-point shootout. But I, he was in it last year. He was. Uh, they he got snubbed. He was in that contest last year and arguably won it. I mean, yeah. That Tron dunk is one of my favorite. The dunks. Tron dunk was amazing. The problem was I don't think you could see it in this. Like he had the the stripes on, but it wasn't really pronounced enough. The and his other two dunks were he dunked over Hibbert, which was cool, and then he did the the sticker jump. Yeah, where he posted the Larry Bird sticker on one side and dunked underneath. Uh, they were all excellent dunks. It was kind of a disappointing dunk contest because the props were just out of control. Not as bad as dunking over a Kia, thanks Blake Griffin, <laughs> but they were still, it was not good. Last year's dunk contest was one of the most disappointing ones I've seen, which is too bad because Paul George is one of my favorite players. So Speaking of the dunk contest, I don't think we were talking about this on mic, do you think LeBron owes it to the fans to do at least a dunk contest? The greats have done it. MJ did it. My thoughts are that LeBron's dunks are not the kind that would be amazing in a dunk contest. He's not... I mean, he's a ridiculous freak of nature athlete, but he's more like the freight train dunks in traffic where he just destroys people. I don't think he can get up and start throwing the ball in circles and doing all the cool flippy flops that dunk contests entail. (laughs) But... Uh, I think that he should do one. I don't, I don't know what he could come up with. He's a monster. I'm sure he could do something crazy, but I think that I think he should do one at some point. Yeah, I, I'm in 100% agreement with you on every point you made. I don't think he's super creative, though at the same time, he hasn't really had an opportunity to show it, so maybe he could surprise people. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, the greats have done it, and he is the face of the NBA, so I think he owes the fans just, just one, just one. I think there's, there's a lot of... I, I can understand why he doesn't want to because there's going to be so much pressure on him to win it. And when he doesn't win, then that's going to be something that people are going to look at. Right? I mean, it's just... Yeah. People want any excuse to hate him. Yeah, right? he is a lightning rod for yeah, that. And if he loses if he loses the dunk contest, I mean, that's just going to be more fuel to the fire. People who don't like him, more reasons why MJ's better and all this other stuff that we're hearing right now. Yeah, but I think at this point, he just tunes it out. I mean, we, we heard his interview last night, and I thought his response to MJ's comments were great, great mm-hmm. responses. I think at this point, him winning the ring kind of really eased all that mental pressure he put on himself. I think it's just... If he loses, he loses. I think it's just more about putting on a good show for the fans. Yeah, I think it's a matter of his lack of creativity and dunks that's holding him back a little bit. 
I mean, maybe, unless he goes up and, like, dunks and destroys the backboard or punches a hole through it while he's dunking, I don't know. <laughs> goes all the way through the hoop. Goes, I don't know. I mean, you never know with that guy. You, I don't know what he can do. I think that's what is most interesting is, you know, I think a lot of people assume that he's just a power dunker, but how you can't really say has he ever been given an opportunity to show mm-hmm. some creativity. Mm-hmm. So that's our talk on dunk contests. Anything about the actual game? You and I were talking a little bit about how it's interesting how many first-timers are on the mm-hmm. East roster. Yeah, there's, what, six? Chandler, George, Holiday, Irving, Lopez, and Noah. And we were surprised that Chandler has not been selected before. Yeah, at least once. I figured he's had another time. I guess he's only had a couple of really excellent seasons. Yeah, I know he's struggled with injuries, but I mean, he had those really good years with Paul in New Orleans. I figured... Yeah, and then he was in Dallas for the for their run. Yeah. And could have probably could have been at that year. The other guys, George, Holiday, Irving, Lopez, are all young. So I don't really have a problem with that. Lopez was originally left off and... It would have been a travesty if he wouldn't have been able to go to the game. It was a snub. He was better than Chris Bosh this year, who is starting now because Eric Spolstra is coaching and has to have all of his players in <laughs> in a meaningless game. I, I like it. You know, I know that fans get a big part of this, but I feel like it, it's nice to see fresh faces. I feel like the same mm-hmm. old guys. Like, Dwight Howard has had a decent season, but I don't think he deserved to be a starter. I don't no. think KG deserved to be a starter either. No, that, that one seems a little bit But they get in on name because you right. know, they've been around forever. The West has some really nice players there. I kind of wish Marcus Saul would have gotten in, just because I personally like him. And then Steph Curry was left out and should not have been. He was He's playing lights out this year. David Lee got in for the Warriors, so they at least got a representative. But... Yeah, they're playing some pretty, pretty good ball out there. Yeah, they really are. They're going to be dangerous when they get to playoffs. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to at least see the game. What did we say the over-under was? Uh, it's 292? Yeah, 292. I'm taking the over on that. I am as well. I think we're going to see like 160 to 155. What was the... We, we were watching highlights of the Rising Star Challenge. I think they had scored 300 points because they set the record right at like 164 or something like that. That was the one team had 164. The other team was in the 140s, I think. 130s. Yeah, so even they passed that. Yeah. They could... That's That'll be, you know... It's... Ridiculous. There's no real reason to watch it, but it's still fun somehow. I mean, it's cool to see all the stars on the same team. Yeah, and they just they just do some of the craziest stuff. The Rising Stars game was awesome. Some of the point Manimal. guards on those teams. And then, yeah, and Fareed just went off. But between Rubio and Irving... Rubio's passes are just... Oh, out of control. And who was, it, who was the one that broke the ankles? It was uh, Irving, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, with that. Oh, that was nasty. That was on Brandon Knight, I believe. I think so. Yeah. There are some. There were some good players there. Was it the Los Angeles one? Was two years ago, or was that last year? Oh, uh, I believe it was two years ago. And they were talking about how Kobe wanted to send a message, and I think he ended up winning the MVP for that one. You think anybody's going on the All Star roster is going to try and send a message and actually gun for MVP? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe Melo. Mel- actually, that would be an interesting. Yeah. Oh, I think you just nailed it. <laughs> But you know what? If Melo starts going hard, then Spolter's going to pull him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to play him the whole game. Watch Popovich play <laughs> no, all the Clippers. No, it's not Tibbs. <laughs> no, I'm going to run him out. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, yeah, you know, Joachim Noah and Lou Dang are lucky that Tom Toto is not coaching this team. I'm surprised that Noah's playing. I heard that he was he was really strongly considering sitting out since he's had that foot thing. To contradict or to just 
put up an argument against George. James Harden being the guy in Houston now might go after it. It'd be interesting to see him just, like, refuse to pass to Durant or Westbrook and just... Steals the ball from him. (laughs) (laughs) I think that'd be pretty funny. Again, looking at the roster, I want to give a shout-out to LaMarcus Aldridge. This is only his second, and I think that's kind of a joke. He's not having the best year this year either, and he's, he's had far better years. He is one of my favorite players in the league. He's absolutely awesome to watch. And if you haven't watched Portland Trailblazers games, you should check one out because he is an excellent, excellent basketball player. Not to run too much off topic, but where would LaMarcus Aldridge be if Portland decided to draft Kevin Durant as opposed to Odin? Well, it's Portland, so there's no way that was ever possible in any universe. With Brandon Roy. I know. I mean... I mean, that, that team is what Oklahoma City is now. Yeah. Right when Odin was drafted, there was a lot of, oh, we have our big three now with Odin, Aldridge, and Roy... And then Odin never really panned out because of the injuries, and Roy started really dealing with his. And Aldridge is the only really elite player left on that team, and they're they're pretty bad this year. What Lillard looks like he's gonna be good. Though. Lillard is gonna be a beast, and Myers Leonard has been was looked really excellent preseason. I don't know if that's gonna you know continue to the season, but Lillard actually is is exciting. I'm excited for him to grow up and start playing like an elite player. Wish he'd find his way back to the Pacers. Would be nice. No chance, unfortunately. So we talked a little bit of NFL quarterbacks. Talked a little bit of NBA All-Star Game. I think that's about it for this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Monday. Blair Gunther. And Kurt Sudebaker. Signing Signing off. off.